Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, MP3 player, or Kindle. 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 Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And I'm Cole Ross. And you're listening to uh, Bonfireside Chat. It is an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about the conclusion of Dark Souls, including the Great Hollow, Ash Lake, and the Kiln of the First Flame. This is it, fellas and ladies. Yep, the season finale. Um, we are cl- closing it out like we opened it. Um, <laughs> just the two of us um, for this for this episode. Um, so previously we played Dark Souls <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> It's entirety uh, up to this yes, point. Up until this point. Uh, the immediately uh, in the last episode, though, we went and did the DLC. So we traveled back in time to rescue Dusk of Elysial and slay the Beast of the Abyss. And now with all of our Lord Souls gathered and the little mana sidetrack, which has nothing to do with Lord Souls, um, it's time to tie up the loose ends before investigating what's behind the gate by the Lord Vessel. I think Manus is a loose end. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he's definitely a loose end. Like he's the, he was so we talked about that. He's conspicuously absent from the the boss list for people who are, you know, in the in the intro cinematic and yeah, yeah true, true. So, yep. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start out um, with the uh, with the Great Hollow here. Um, the Great Hollow, really, uh, you know, from a lore perspective, there's not much to it. You're uh, descending down and uh, inside an ancient arch tree. Which is full of corpses. Yeah, yeah. I love that aspect of it. Just kind of like, well, all of the loot is attached to people who fell into, like, inconspicuous places. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just, uh, you know, you are likely to die in the very same way that they do. Which is, like, the case uh, on most of the other body loot that you go after. But here it seems more more conspicuous because, like, falling will be your cause of death here if you don't have you know, crazy low curse resistance. Right. 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 And very, very much so more conspicuous, like even so much so that other areas where you find, you know, treasure on corpses, a lot of times it's just on the ground. Like sometimes it's, it's telling, but a lot of times they're just even tucked away in corners where no enemies go, yeah. you know, there'll be, there'll be a, a corpse treasure. Um, here you're, you're definitely seeing the results of, of people ahead of you who are carrying these, uh, these things. Um, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a strange area yeah. for the game. As we should talk about how we get to it, though, before yeah, we start talking about it too yeah, much. Yeah, we, we 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 probably should. So you go through uh, through Blight Town, um, mm-hmm. and there, there's a it's a body with a plank shield, uh, which is ridiculous. I think it's what you start with if you're depraved, deprived yep. rather. Um, yep. So you know, it's really weird loot to get in this level of the game. Uh, but if you attack the wall that's immediately behind it. Uh, you it goes away. 
uh, as it does. Yep. And there's a, there, there's a chest there, which, you know, if you're anything like me, you're going to attack every chest, and you're also going to accidentally hit the wall behind it. And, oh, God, it's another fake wall. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. It's, it is a gateway to a, to, to, to a wide world of mystery and fantasy. And you can definitely – you can't be blamed by, for thinking, like, you just go up there and, oh, it's a shitty plank shield. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's anything approaching a hint that this exists, um, it might be that you're getting such a shitty treasure – this late in the game, even though that has a lot of uses for some high-level play and getting into a red tier stone state mm-hmm. because it doesn't have 100% physical resist, so you can kind of block until you get chipped down. Um, other than that, though, it's a garbage shield. You shouldn't even pick it up if you're playing as, you know, deprived. Um, but, yeah, there's not... And the other, I guess the only other thing that could be considered a hint would be uh, seeing a little bit of Ash Lake um, from the Tomb of the Giants. Right. So it's it's rare that this game. I mean, there's only a couple of places in the game where it shows you something you can't go to. Mm-hmm. Um, the town you can see from uh, the graveyard would be one example. Yeah, and uh, maybe yeah. the only example since you actually can go down there to the Ash Lake. True, true. Also, like the the, the various boroughs of An Orlando as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can go to An Orlando though. Like you can't actually go down there, but this is like a whole other area. Yeah, like you true. can go to the Tomb of the Giants and be like, "Oh, those are different art art assets and a different, uh, you know." It's a different feel. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then hiding behind two illusory walls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Hammering like, home that this is optional. Yeah, very optional and very uh, very hidden because you know you sequentially will go here before you go to Sun's Fortress and know to attack mimics. You have to go here before you go to Sun Fortress or Blight Town because you have to fight Quelag first. Mm-hmm. So the uh, yeah, it is very hidden as a as a an area, which is really kind of crazy. And I like how subversive that is. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about before, how awesome the hidden areas are in Dark Souls, and how much I love that. Yeah. Um, I wish it was placed differently though, because it's placed so early in the game, um, and it's it's not a. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it, if you know what you're yeah. doing, it is a good area to go to initially. But right, right, it'll, it'll it'll get you further up some upgrade paths than you otherwise would be able to with the, with the materials that are available to you. At this point, do you know to attack walls? Um, where, where is the first illusory wall? There's one behind Quelag, um, where the fair lady is. Yeah, um, there's one. There's one in Dark Root. Um, if you do the dark, if you do Dark Root before this, but you could do this at the same time as Dark Root. Right. Right very easily so it's it's right around the time you're even getting introduced to that idea mm-hmm. you know yeah so 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 that's not another that, that's not a gate to to, to proceed yeah yep yep um but uh, but yeah, and, like the, the, if you go down here and if you if you're successful, um, either you're going to get cursed in a really inconvenient place to get cursed. Um, and the best case scenario, if you don't have the Lord Vessel, is you're going to be trapped in Ash Lake, which I believe happened to you and maybe happened to a couple of our responders as well. It did happen to me, and it's kind of your fault. Uh, when I was, uh, <laughs> it is like we, I was in Blight Town and, and asking you about something, and you said, um, like, check out that tree or something. Like, you gave me some hint to go down there, and you were saying, like, and earlier you had said, like, Ash Lake was your favorite area in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, I went down there, but there was no mention of how hard it is to get back, or no, like, don't rest at any bonfires. Uh, yeah, when you're yeah. So, I mean, I'm, not, I'm obviously not bitter. It was a long time ago. <laughs> not that I'm angry. You know, yeah, I'm, not, I'm certainly not angry. But uh, it's very easy to get trapped down there, and it is a pain in the ass to, rever- to rever- traverse and reverse. Yeah, I've never, I've never climbed back up the Great Hollow. I can't imagine it's fun. Yeah, it sucks. Like, I mean, you can do it, but it, it does suck. Um, even getting down kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> like, the Great Hollow is it, – it's an inter- like, interesting place because uh, it's got a hook – to it mechanically, mm-hmm. right? Like you are 
descending and it's tricky footing to it to its extreme. And there's a reason to go here from a story perspective because you know you move forward and explore interesting things, and from a mechanical expe- uh, perspective because it is full of upgrade stuff. Yeah, like this is the richest area for crystal lizards and for just loose titanite. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere here. Yeah, well, it's made of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so you're able to get all that stuff, and it makes sense that the crystal lizards would be, you know, party in here. But there's so many. I think there's like eleven. Ten. There are ten. Ten, um, and some of them appear on you know don't appear all the time. You have to kind of restart to get them and everything. Like it's just very, and they're really hidden too. There's yeah. a couple of them that you see that are definitely honeypots, but there's a few caves that I didn't even see that were there until I saw them on YouTube. Right. Yeah. The the, the honeypot thing can't be overstated. Like they like they are trying to get you to fall. Mm-hmm. Like what might be one of the biggest falls in the game. Um, aside yeah. from into the abyss, which is theoretically forever. Yeah, yep, yep. Even though if you fall into the abyss from the top, I think you hit the ground and no, you don't hit the ground and die. That's if you take off your ring, right? When you're in the abyss. Um, but and there's other good treasure here too. This is also where you get the Claranthi ring. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's uh, if you don't want to use your shield. Although I, I guess the, the 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 grass crest shield might be like the better way because ring slots are more valuable. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is they stack. True, true. So you can you can actually do uh, if you want you can wear the mask, the shield, and the ring. True, and uh, and they all go together. But I like doing that since you can get down here so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, going down and grabbing that ring when I'm in Blight Town, right? Because um, you get it right off the bat. Like you have to fall into a stump towards your right. Yeah, um, and that's before my ring slots are full. I've never been able to survive that fall without having fall control. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that. There's a small area to land on. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, it it is definitely worthwhile, like monetarily, uh, to, to 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 head down here. Uh, this is one of the few areas in the game where like the camera fucked me overtly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's such a narrow area, and, and just you know, it's probably the most vertical too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the stakes are real high for any kind of misstep. Um, <clears throat> And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The basilisks here are actually stronger than the ones in the depths, right? Um, I don't. I don't remember. I think. Like, I, that, I haven't fought them like back to back. I think that they are. I've read that, and um, I think that the, the some of the wikis point that out as well. At the very least, they have a little bit more HP, and they are also their their curse uh, effect is a little bit stronger. Um, hmm. Yeah, curse bite ring really really helps here. Uh, yeah. Which, if you're just if you're stumbling down here blindly, uh, that is a good way to get fucked. It's weird, it's weird too because the the one of the things I dislike about these next two areas is the reuse of enemies, um, and that kind of speaks to it being a little bit of like you know maybe an afterthought or you know whatever you want to ascribe to these kind of strange anomalies, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, but the it makes sense for Basilisk to be here even if not from a story perspective, from a gameplay perspective because they do their best when you have limited footing. So you you encounter them in the depths where there are lots of you know corridors and, and narrow areas, and then you encounter them here where you can encounter them on a, a, a branch that mm-hmm. you know you do not have any you know lateral room to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, and I've spoken to this. I, I personally like the like the idea or the theory that basilisks are kind of a remnant of the old world that are being brought mm-hmm. up and experimented with, um, you know, for, for for curse and whatnot. So I you know I, I you know I like that. But. I can't remember what the what the the explanation or the theory is behind that though. 
can you remind me? Do it like it's. I remember talking about it, but I don't. Oh, remember. It's, it's just the idea that that that, that Seath brought them up um, in order to uh, do. Um, uh, experiments on them because he is so fixated on crystals and things like that, and also mm-hmm. he would have known them from the for, from the from the ancient times or whatever. Um, and uh, they just kind of got loose in the uh, in the depths, and the, the the channelers were there trying to round them back up. Yeah, makes makes a sense. Makes a um, sense. It makes yeah. a sense it's that a, I like. I understand if people don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the most far fetched thing in the game, but there is that weird sense of like disappointment mm-hmm. in Dark Souls for me, where like I, when I see something again. You know, and it's two areas in a row where, like, I guess the and even the mushroom people mm-hmm. I've seen before. Yeah, um, although the mushroom people are introduced in a really cool way. Like yeah, as you go down, you can, you kind of see the like the, the the fungal blight starting to take over, which is real mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't like the mushroom people as enemies. No, the, well, I like the I I like the little kid ones. I like the screen they let out when you kill them. Oh yeah, yeah. I I thought when I first did that, when I ran into them in a uh, uh, dark route, that it was going to you know cause the protector ones to come running at me, mm-hmm. which I would think would be really cool. Like here's yeah. this kind of harrying enemies that that's tempting you and kind of begging you to kill it, and then if you actually take action, a much stronger enemy comes and fucks you up. Yeah, it's mama bear. Yeah, like that would have been really cool, but that's not really what they are. Like they just kind of adorably try to fight you, yeah. and then there's the the dad or mom ones down at the bottom are just kind of do, 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 you know, like super super slow ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, I, I'm kind of so, so, so in playing back through this, I'm disappointed that there are ladders here because I like the idea of this being a place that is not meant for humans it's yeah, entirely access- yeah yeah like not, like so like somebody somebody who found their way down here initially and then yeah. used parts of the archery to build it up in order to get back to do duels for the dragons or whatever i, I suppose like maybe yeah i don't uh i don't know I, I i agree with you about that it seems unnecessary it seemed seemed like it felt like a, a gameplay concession yeah yeah just to like, me like they just couldn't figure out a, a way to geographically do what they needed to do mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up making uh, making them ladders, even though they're very nice when you're climbing back out. Well, yeah. So yeah. just being able to do this, like kind of like stress free, danger free, yeah. big chunk of it at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this leads to one of my favorite areas in the game, um, even if it, like not for gameplay reasons whatsoever, but just uh, aesthetically and kind of thematically. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I mean, you're you're on the record as being <laughs> a real big fan of Ash Lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you you get down here and kind of like it's this awesome view. And again, and you know, playing back through this, I think that I, I love Ash Lake and the Kiln so much because they remind me of Beksinski paintings. Mm. If, uh, you, you know that guy, right? Guy um, I believe like the, so. Like I've super, seen that. the super creepy, like HR Geeker esque, like uh, uh, surreal, dreamlike landscape kind of things. Um, yeah, you'll you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll recognize. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this guy. Like, yeah, much. yeah. So, so just uh, I just I just love the way that Ash Lake looks. Um, just you know the idea of these arch trees that could be linking up to other parts of this world or even other worlds, you know, and just kind of like the world as it was before, and this you know beach that is like scattered with the kind of like this flotsam of this war that happened forever ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the the music is super cool and creepy. It would it would be sold better if it didn't glitch out and <laughs> it didn't only play. Yeah, it's just when, when you're, you're looking. looking at the sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the sky is super cool. Like, where's that light coming from? Who knows? And there are these pillars of light. Oh, just, oh God. Yeah, uh, 
Um, but yeah, I'm a real big fan. Like again, not because of the gameplay too much, because I I, I don't really like fighting hydras, like and not it'd because be, they're hard. It'd be crazy if you were into the gameplay here. Yeah. Like that would that would be insane. Like nobody's into the gameplay here. <laughs> and like that's the kind of frustrating thing to me because I don't I don't disagree with you. Like I think it looks really neat and I like the idea of going back to where it all started. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the area that's shown in that cutscene where they show that dragon war. Like yeah. this is where the war happened. I like the idea of doing that and I like the Chekhov's gun part of it where it's like if you see something in that opening cutscene you go do it. You mm-hmm. know, that's something you have to go kill or confront. But I don't like I like the idea of it feeling kind of lonely. But I don't like the idea of it being quite this bereft of things to do. Like, you know, part of it is reusing the Hydra. So that, I feel like, is a mistake. Like, a, a dragon down here, like a unique dragon fight mm-hmm. that was a leftover, great. That would that would justify the area to me. Right. You know? But it just felt lazy to me that it's just, it's just another Hydra. Like, yes, they're kind of related to dragons. Yes, dragons are more or less extinct, extinct with one, you know, notable exception. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, I just I was I'm frustrated by that. I guess yeah. two notable exceptions. Yeah, but um, yeah. So 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 it's hmm. the most plausible scenario is that this was going to be a more fleshed out area, but they just didn't want to waste the assets, and they didn't have a plan for it like they did for Ulysseal or for mm-hmm. the Painted World, right? The, like the, this has a lot in common with the Painted the, 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 the Painted World, like me, not mechanically, but just like and where it potentially fell on the workflow, right? Like, we don't want to get rid of this. We think that we have something here. We're going to do everything that we can to keep it, even if it doesn't entirely succeed on its own merits. Except they finished the Painted World. Yeah. Like, the, did, the Painted but, World but is... finish this. Yeah, it's a really rich, like, gameplay area. Mm-hmm. And this this is anything but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I, like I said, I really like the way that it looks. And I like yep. the music. Just And it's, it's really noteworthy. I mean, even hearing the music is really a wake-up call because you only hear music at bosses and Firelink. Mm-hmm. More or less. So just hearing music outside of those contexts is really crazy. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, it just it kind of doesn't work for me as a thing. Like when I saw the Hydra there, and it's a different Hydra. Like we should say it's like a Black Hydra. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that can jump over this this isthmus that you're uh, yeah. walking down, which yeah. really throws me off. Like that, like you're gonna die that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can you can sprint past him. Like I've done a couple, yeah. I've done many dragon runs to like, go down mm-hmm. here and get that thing. Um, but it's it's tricky. The uh, he's and he's harder too. Yeah, like but, the time I got stuck down here that that uh, um, on my first playthrough, I couldn't beat him and just decided to leave. Right. Yeah, no, and there, there's less footing to, to, to get at them. Like, the, the, the one in the basin, like, they, they make it so that you can melee him, whereas with this one, I've only ever successfully killed him with sorcery. Yeah, and you can melee him, it's just harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, tons of dragon scales down here. Yeah. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where Sigmire's uh, quest line ends, which is which is really cool. Um, again, playing into the loneliness, the end of the world kind of stuff. You know, venturing <laughs> as far as he can. Um, and then in his desolation going hollow, right? Yeah. And it makes it, I like that he ends here because it's kind of the furthest reaches of the world right. and he is, you know, all things an adventure seeker. So if you don't ask, you know, if you don't make him kill himself, <laughs> um, he continues, you know, to go, to go do that and heads down here. Yeah. And, uh, it's super sad because he's dead before you get here. So, you know, Sigland yep. had to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, because and I think that's when I mean it might be before this, but you hear that he's done it before, like he's gone hollow before. Mm-hmm. And I love that every time you meet Sigla before this, there's like an apologetic tone in her voice. 
Like, you know, she says something like, I hope your my father hasn't caused you too much trouble. Yeah, it's like somebody yeah. like you know, apologizing to a babysitter. Like, oh, yeah. you know, he's a spirited child. Right. Yeah. Or even like a like for like a drunk uncle or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um and we and we talked about Sigmeyer where like his you know, the the penultimate part of his quest. But I really like Sigmeyer. Yeah. Yeah, and just you know, just yeah, we, we have, but it should be re- reiterated here at least, like what his theme is, which is like you are a better adventurer than him, and yeah. you by 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 not giving him a chance to succeed or fail on his own merits, uh, mm-hmm. you've like emasculated him in some way, or yeah. just kind of taken the wind out of his sails and kind of you know re- removed his reason for being. Well, and then also that like you know really lends itself to like from a, a background perspective about like what going hollow actually means, right? you know, and that kind of dual definition of hollow is like, there are people who are hollow, but it's also saying that, that will happen to you. Like you can be in hollow form or non uh, human form. Mm-hmm. And then also it is something that will happen to you. Right. Right. Um, and, and why it might happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's that, you know, there, that's one of those things that's not uh, explicitly said by the game, but that is a widely held theory that I buy yeah. is that you stay, um, you know, keep your wits about you as long as you have something to do. Right. And, uh, and that plays into a little bit of what I think about, like when we get to the ending mm-hmm. here in a little bit. Yep. Um, yep. You know. So, uh, we should probably mention the everlasting dragon and a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the dragon's, uh, covenant. Yeah. Yep. Um, like again, like just, and, and feeling, you know, from a presentation perspective, really liking this area, but feeling like it's shitty from a gameplay perspective, like walking up to the dragon with the music, coming and the way he like spreads his wings when you first arrive yeah like super cool Mm -hmm. like uh you know just looks you know looks amazing and but he's there's nothing you know and he is so he is a dragon that is like the last of his kind other than calamite and you go back in time to kill calamite right but yeah he's the last dragon and uh this covenant leader but he's not you can't fight him like you can you know a lot of other like like kind of like i expected to be able to Mm -hmm. you know um i was expecting an emboss for this area yeah me too you know, and uh, not the case. You can cut off his tail. He doesn't care. He turns <laughs> he doesn't, into an axe. He doesn't shit. talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's no, there's nothing you can get to him. You can just kind of pray to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and unlike other covenants, other than say like the um, the daughters of chaos or the servants of chaos, you just you immediately get a mechanical benefit here mm-hmm. that is usable by anybody. Right. You know, there is like a PvP a- a- aspect, but you get the dragon headstone as soon as you do that. Yeah. Um, which, if you want to go head down here initially, like this, that is a very powerful weapon mm-hmm. for the first like you know quarter of the game. Right, gives you a breath attack. It makes you look sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Gives you a kind of a like a little bit of a goofy looking dragon head, but also, you know, it's it's pretty like dumbly badass. <laughs> and then uh, the more scales you give to him, um, the, you know, you advance in the covenant, and you can get a torso, so you can turn your whole body into kind of like a a weird anthropomorphic dragon creature mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, keep getting benefits to, to your use. Um, it's a big part of like one shot challenges. Yeah. Um, Vegeta 311 has done this series of like one shot shot challenges, which are really impressive. Like we're just mm-hmm. killing bosses and mini bosses in one hit. And it's a buff that stacks with everything when you use the uh, body stone. Yeah. Um, but it's so fucking hard to get dragon scales. <laughs> yeah. The only uh, place you can farm for them is the Valley of the Drakes. And, then, and the drop rate's miserable. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. Or you can engage in the PvP element of this covenant. <laughs> Which you might as well fight Drakes. Yeah, it's it's totally broken. Like, it doesn't work at all. Even when you're right there, like, me and Brayton on the YouTube, like, 
have tried to, you know, we'll be right there. We both have a dragon scale in our possession and tried forever to like get our, you know, our dragon sign to show up. And that's, you know, partly just Dark Souls connectivity shit. Mm-hmm. But that's stacked with just a very few number of people who participate in it. Like it's, a, it's an opt-in PvP. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put down an I, which looks really cool. Yep. That's searching other worlds for people who happen to have dragon scales. Mm-hmm. Like that's badass. Yeah. Like that, but they have to accept it and let you invade yeah. to duel them for the dragon scale. And, and it's weird because like through the course of the game, you're pretty much guaranteed to pick up a dragon scale. Yeah. And have one. Like unless you're upgrading your Drake sword, which why? Um, right. You know, none or of, using another dragon weapon. That's true. True. But like I just can't. The dragon weapons. I don't. I don't know. People, they're they're, uh, they're generally, generally, generally regarded as being really bad, right? No, not necessarily. Um, the, the two things is like one, they're uh, buffable with resins and okay. with spells. So you can use a – or maybe not with spells, so don't uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, you can use a, a, you know, lighting a pine resin on a dragon weapon that's fully upgraded. So right. that's one thing. Um, two, they all have um, unique R2 abilities, um, some of which are used a lot in PvP. Okay. So, like, these kind of, like, energy beams and, you know, area effects and stuff you can do with them. And uh, I've seen them use a really good effect. Okay. In PvP. So, it, do, it does happen. People do use them. Um, not entirely. And it's yeah. useless for PvE. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's overkill and it's, like, a theme thing. Like, you just have to want a big chunk of dragon and something. Yeah. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, like, the rank and file are pretty much guaranteed to have picked up at least one and just hold on to it as a curiosity or just gonna, like, have no use for it. Yeah. Um, and so you would think that like your 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 potential pool of combatants would actually be really high, let you know disregarding the opt in kind of thing, right? right? Like which is you know if you're walking around and you you know and you see one of these, you're like, oh wow, check that out. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah. And like Jeremy said last episode, like do it. Yeah, help help a brother <laughs> out. Like he's look he's he's working hard, man. <laughs> like help him out because he's he, they're like the you know like the panhandlers of of Dark Souls, you know. <laughs> That's pretty um, good, and and then what, and if you win, you get a, you don't actually lose your dragon scale. Like if the person beat you, if the dragon bro beats you, uh-huh. uh, they gain one, but you don't lose one. Right. So you have nothing to lose other than dying. And you know if you're next to a bonfire, which is where they tend to put these, because mm-hmm. they know people don't want tons of risk for this. <laughs> the worst you lose is like your current human form. Right. Um, it's worth doing. The uh, the shit thing is like you have to now unless you have the Lord vessel, you have to run back all the way back, which is a huge pain in the ass. And I wish that part of the reason why I first went here and I wanted to kill the, the Hydra is because I thought this is very unlike Dark Souls, but I have to be able to kill this and fi- there'll be a, like a way back or right. it's going to continue to open further. And I was really disappointed when like I did both those things eventually and there's just nothing. It just is like a dead end. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like it's a remote corner of the world. Mm-hmm. It'd be weird if it just opened up into the Berg again. But <laughs> at the same time, like I found myself wishing for a video gamey like elevator or something yeah. that went back to, to you know civilization. If you can call Blight Town civilization, <laughs> if the everlasting dragon could like breathe you up there, just kind of like yeah, <laughs> yeah. or send you up one of those pillars of light back to Fire Lake or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you know. It would be un-Dark Souls-like, but it would also be uh, a little bit less broken. It, it would be un-Dark Souls-like, but this area is – it's not un-Dark Souls-like in flavor, but it is unique. Right. So it's not like, you know, the painted world, you get to the end, it sends you back. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are no other, like, dark, dead ends like this. Right. 
you know, in the except for once you get the Lord Vessel, and it's part of the mechanical purposes of the Lord of the Lord Vessels. The first half of the game is super interconnected. Mm-hmm. It's not a you know a pain to travel between these areas. Once you get the Lord Vessel, you start going down these capillaries, yeah. and you, they know you're going to get to the end and not want to go back. Yeah, so you can start teleporting around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so but yeah, that's these very very you know pretty short, uh, entirely optional areas. I think that I definitely think you should. Do it if you if you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck are these areas? Look, you know, go go check them out. Yeah. You know, like it's sad that you didn't. You know, not sad. It's, I, it's I, sad that you weren't hip to these, you loser. No, no, no that's not. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like it's fun to stumble upon them on your own, even though I didn't quite do that. Right. Um, I imagine it'd be really fun, but it's definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Like it's more Dark Souls. Like go check yeah, it out. Yeah. Oh, it's the most you're gonna get for like a year. So. <laughs> well, you go play Demon Souls. Yeah. True. Oh convenient uh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about cleanup here mm-hmm. um because this is something that i spent a lot of time doing with my with my first character um um on uh, on that so no if, if you know that you're going to start into a new game plus which if you've been spoiled you do if you don't you know you have no reason to assume it there's a lot of stuff that you can do to position yourself for success in uh in in a new game plus you know uh one-time items that you can get that you can you know uh either get again or uh will help you out as you're as you're kind of approaching this next this next go uh so there are some things that you're generally well advised to do uh any optional content that you haven't uh gone after um either mm-hmm. the painted world uh the dlc if you haven't done that yet um ash lake you know great hollow uh optional bosses such as returning to the asylum all of that is good stuff to do um mm-hmm. additionally um you know any tr- trades with uh with uh snuggly i forget is it snuggly or twinkly it's snuggly it's snuggly in this one okay um <laughs> because you can do those again and again um mm-hmm buying all the spells that you want, et cetera, et cetera, finishing all NPC quest lines, and most of all, killing everyone. Yeah, this, this is a divisive topic for Cole and I. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's, I, go, go ahead. I disagree with what Cole is saying, but I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just one of, those, it's, it's one of those things. Like It's more of like a role play. How do you, how do you want to, 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 to be in, in this, right? So I'd like yeah. to hear your reason for, 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 for why not to do it. Because well, the one part, the, the thing you didn't mention that I do think you should do is use all your humanity to kindle all the bonfires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all the way up. So that makes a sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I wouldn't do it, um, other than some of the stuff you're saying I would do, like the only thing I don't like is the, the killing everybody thing. And the reason why is that you don't need to. Like, there's no, <laughs> like if you don't, like, let's say, you know, you're starting a new character. Are you going to use the giant blacksmith hammer? Probably not. You're going to use the weapon you've been upgrading this whole time. So you're not really gaining anything from it other than kind of, you know, like shitting on – it's so gamey. Mm-hmm. And like you're kind of shitting on a little bit of the thematic resonance of like the game, I think. Uh, so, so, uh, so. Uh, okay, so I'm going I'm to counteract that. A, it's more Dark Souls. A lot of these NPCs are unique fights in weird areas uh, like, you know, fighting Andre. That is a, that is a crazy fight. Fighting Go, that is, a, you know, that, that, that is a crazy fight too. Yes, it's gamey, but also, you know, the reward for game is more game. Um, additionally, what, what else was I going to say? There's content. Like, they, like, like the, the NPCs say like stuff that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Um, so you learn a little bit more about them as you, you know, are, are going after it. Yeah, it makes you feel shitty. There's an excellent uh, article that I that I linked in here um, that kind of like I read it before I started doing this and that kind of colored it. It's called The Hollowed Killer of Lordran. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of this semi in character, semi like a person describing their, uh, you know, like the way that they felt about doing it. Um, it's a little bit overwritten. Some of it's a, a kind of melodramatic, but it's like somebody, you know, playing somebody who is systematically going and killing everybody. And it intersplices um, some of the, you know, some of the dying comments, um, kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of like we do um, at certain times. And just kind of like, like what's happening here? And it's kind of like using it as kind of this allegory for, um, not allegory, or this analog for like going hollow. And most of the people, like when you kill them, they accuse you of being a hollow. Right, yeah. just kind of like, oh, you know, you're you're gone. So, like, what what is the mindset of somebody who goes and does this? So it's like this weird, uh, you know, like again, role playing kind of thing. If you want to role play it that way, yeah, like that 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 makes that positive as as an option. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're role playing it, but like I think that the setting yourself up for a better experience in New Game Plus thing is kind of overstated with the killing people. Like that's not why you're doing it. Right. You're because you're very rarely are you setting yourself up better in New Game Plus by killing NPCs. Right. Um, other than potentially uh, killing fire keepers sure. um, for for Estus upgrades, but even then, like that should you know, like I mean, depending on how you're how you're playing it, like you, that's those are like some of the most tragic characters in the game. Yep. Like if if any of the emotionality of the game has gotten through to you, like you're making a choice between getting this extra content and mm-hmm. you know, kind of staying true. Like the same way when we talked about um, The Walking Dead. And it was like, we're talking about playing it again. I was like, I don't think I can make different decisions mm-hmm. if I was doing it. Like, there's just certain things like I would feel, you know, I feel weird about. Like, I have a character who I like, I was like, okay, from the start, this guy's an asshole. And at the end, I'm going to kill everybody. Like, it was the first guy I made who was a dark raid or went to Kath first and everything. And that was, that was fine with. But as a matter of course, like, I just, I wouldn't do that. Right. Like, it just kind of feels, you know, feels gross to me. Mm-hmm. The boss fight angle is, is true, even though I'd say that for the mo- most of the NPCs you can fight are not fun, unique fights. Like, Andre and Go are pretty much, like, the two you mentioned are the two that are, that's true of. Um, and then Syrian. Syrian's a cool fight. Um, Syrian, but, what? Uh, the Lord Blade. Syrian? Oh, yeah, Kieran, yeah. Kieran, yeah. That's a cool fight. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, for the most part, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it just rubs my my RPG gene wrong. Yeah. I just uh, I like I, I don't know. It feels it feels weird to counter uh you know to counter like well it's role playing argument with well well it's well it's role playing either way it's you're making a decision based on based on what you're doing uh, or based on how you feel about it. Yeah, um, I guess I guess like yeah. maybe the issue I took initially was like pausing it as like these are these are this is the smart thing to do before mm-hmm. you start a new game. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like it yeah. is a choice you can make. Mm-hmm. And if you've been playing as a dick and it makes sense, that's great. Or if you want to pretend like you've started to go yeah. hollow, um, that's great too. Even though, like as we, you know, we'll say at the end, like I, I don't, I think that um, and when you go hollow is when you stop playing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's when your character goes hollow. Is right. when that character goes. Yeah. Because up until that point, you have a reason to play. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so, so I guess it's put here not because, like, I put it here not because it's kind of like, oh, it's going to be advantageous unless you're running around the dark hand and getting as much humanity as possible um, here, which you can you can get humanity elsewhere. So that's not a huge thing. And you don't this, need the, it. This is this is the this is the last place that you you know it's like the last bit of content that you're going to squeeze out of this game. So that's why it makes sense here because yeah. they will be of no more use to you in this cycle. It's just, it's an interesting thing too because it's not a game where you can save and, and do that. Like when I play a Fallout game, near the end I'll usually save the game and then go take on some towns. Yeah, and that's more of about a measure of like, you know, this is how powerful I am as I can fight this town mm-hmm. at this part point. Yeah. But that's never canon. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always reload that if I'm playing a good character. Yeah. And, and, and it's weird because we talk about how like oh there's very little consequence you know once you're once you're able to give up and let go but there are these key things that do have permanence to them yeah 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 
Um, yeah, it would be a real like kick in the teeth if like you know you killed the firekeeper, mm-hmm. or I mean you can't or you never you ate her soul when you got it back from Lawtrack, mm-hmm. and then that stayed in the next game. Right. You know that would make it would make everything different. Like you could choose. Then it would be more of like a you're making a choice depending like for an advantage now and in the future, but a disadvantage in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would like that more. I'm just saying that that makes a kind of a, a better sense to me. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I can see it. Like, like I said, I've done a character where I, where I've done it. And I mean, and we'll, and we'll probably talk about this, um, you know, at the end too, but I'm also not a big fan of new game plus yeah. in this game. So the, uh, that's part of my, my reasoning too, is like preparing for new game plus has kind of emotional detriments and very little mechanical advantage to me. Hmm. But that, that's personal to me. Yeah. So or at least in part. Yeah. Check out that article though. It's really good. I've read it. Oh, you have? Okay. The Hollowed Killer of Lordran? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Like, it's, it's a cool, like, it's a pretty, it's, it's fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's, it's pretty good fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you that it's overwritten, but it is interesting. And some of the stuff, you know, uh, I read it before I killed, did my kill everybody run. Mm-hmm. So I got to kind of see, like, oh, this is how this happens. And it made me want to actually experience it. So it is, it is, I do like it. Yeah. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Um, so yeah, so next uh, we go to the uh, the Kiln of the First Flame in uh, in... Any, either way you want to go, like whichever yeah. serpent you're hanging out with, <laughs> they will bring you to uh, bring you to the end game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So um, I generally go through uh, go through Kath at the uh, the Lord Vessel. Um, I've never done it through um, what's his name, the other one, Framped. Fram- not Kath. God, I, I generally You've done Framped. I generally yeah. do Framped, um, not Kath. So if you do Kath, how do you get here? Uh, same way. Same way. You okay. Go to the go to the same place. It does the same thing. It makes less sense because I <laughs> I always thought of you know the kiln because I went to Frant first, thought of the kiln of the first flame as under Firelink. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Firelink, first flame, all that stuff. Kath just bites you and then just puts you <laughs> here as well. Yeah. So I guess travels underground or or something. Yeah. Or who knows? Uses <laughs> abyssal magic. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how the like serpent transportation. It's in his yeah. mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and then the noise it makes, like that. <laughs> just that, that tooth noise. Um, I like I like that too. Yeah. Um, this is where you place the Lord vessel mm-hmm. um, before, and now that you've placed all the Lord souls in it, which I'd never do one by one. I always just wait until I have all of them. Yeah. Um, and this opens up uh, where Gwyn has been, uh, you know, kind of protected, depending on who you're talking to. Um, Kath, I think, refers to it as Gwyn's prison, mm-hmm. um, and then. Frampt says, you know, this is where Gwyn is, uh, you know, just where he's at. Right. Him, yeah, just describing either voluntary or involuntary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, I love the uh, the transition into this. You know, you're walking, yeah. you're walking down this kind of like spectral hallway, and you see like phantoms of of black knights as yeah. you're going, and uh, you do it does this awesome little exposure trick, and then it shows you this uh, blasted ashy landscape with yeah. uh, the bones of this kind of like uh, coliseum like uh, like fixture um, off in the distance. Yep, it looks really cool. Yeah, and you can if you once you get to the end, you can actually see into from that top area down to where Gwyn is, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like I didn't know that until a recent. 
play through. Uh, mechanically, this is one of the weird, like like one of the most elegantly designed, but also like you know, so you think about Ash Lake, which has this big dramatic impact, and then the there it's really solid, you know, uh, very uh, lonely and uh, desolate kind mm-hmm. of match it. Um, this area has this big dramatic impact. But they do this mechanical thing where you know they don't want you to, as much as Dark Souls doesn't hold your hand, it does not want you to beat your head up against the emboss over and over and over again. Right. So really cleverly, they put five knights on the path that each give you tight knight, you know, that lend themselves towards upgrade paths. Right. Um, and you, if you're not powerful enough, and this is what happened my first time, you just every run you get a little bit more powerful. Mm-hmm. You have the potential for more power. Um, you know, and I just kept upgrading things. Yeah. You know, trying different things. Like I got a Black Knight shield. I was like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to try this. Oh, it's really easy to upgrade because I can buy everything I need to upgrade it to plus mm-hmm. 14. Not buy, but I'll get the chunks from these knights. Right. Um, it's really elegant, but also really gamey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it ramps up uh, pretty pretty nicely. Like the first one that you fight, you have a lot of uh, maneuverability. Second one as well, but then you get onto these pathways, and it's like, okay, are you serious? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a it is a, a a gradually escalating series of gut checks. Um, yeah, and and they're they're all different types of black knights. It's kind of like a tour of all the black knights you fought. Every, every stripe. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome too that they are protecting Lord Gwyn. Yeah, you know. Did did we discuss what they are? At all, we did. We did when we ran the first one. Okay, yeah. So that's a long time. So <laughs> we can be forgiven for not remembering, but we talked about them in the the parish episode with Zach. Yeah, they're the uh, they're they they are the uh, Silver Knights of Gwyn who fought alongside him, and then when the first flame was uh, was kindled, they were consumed in the fire, and it's actually just their armor that is uh, running around and attacking you. I didn't think it was from um, consumed in the fire from the first flame. I thought I had read somewhere that it was in battling with the demons. Or left out of the uh, brought out of the demon ruins hmm. is how their their armor was blackened. Let me uh, do a quick item description check here. Okay. Yeah, you you are correct. Oh. So yeah, that is not the uh, yeah it is from the the first flame. Hooray, I'm right finally. Yeah, <laughs> no that 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 is correct. Yeah, I don't know where I picked up that demon thing. Makes sense. Fire. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, they 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 are here. They are staunchly defending Gwyn. Um, Apparently, mm-hmm. seemingly. That adds extra resonance to the Silver Knights you find in Anne Orlando because mm-hmm. uh, Gwendolyn is summoning knights that he knows. You know, so he thinks they are Silver Knights. Like, he has not seen Lord Gwyn. Right. And probably, so the last time he saw these knights, they were silver. So that's why those are the illusions. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Yeah. Um, they also look real badass, and you can find their armor here. It's like real late in the game, but uh, it's it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's uh, I I don't know. I like using it if if I if I don't mind doing uh, doing a medium roll with mm-hmm. uh, with with Havel's uh, ring. The Black Knight shield is is generally a really solid one for me. I've I've, I've found I've I've always had good success with it. Yeah, it's it's one of the best shields in the game. It has the highest fire resistance. Yeah, um, in the game, even though that does not found with the armor. Um, right. Somebody has to drop that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but, here, but, but they probably will because you, you know, you can fight them as many times as you want. The, yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the, uh, the kind of the mechanics, you know, cheapening some of the impact. This is also, uh, one of the most hot, it's, it's a hotbed of PVP action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I was, I was trying to work in some kind of pun about it being a kiln, but, uh, Very. I, 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 I trumped, I, I, I tripped over it. Yeah. So, so, uh, like if you're running through this as human trying to summon Solaire, you definitely will be invaded. Um, in, yeah. some, in some shape or form, I, I don't know if that resonates with me. Like why, like why that would be the case here. 
Um, like you mean from like a story perspective? Yeah, yeah. Like why does it feels good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense from a mechanical perspective because you've gone, everyone has gone through roughly the same thing to get here. So they could be the same levels and it's like a nice even playing field and it looks really badass. Yeah. So I understand why people want to do it. But, um, you know, and I guess like if, if you're being invaded, it's your last gasp before beating the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything's trying to get a piece of you. Like it makes a kind of sense. But I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the final boss fight? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Gwyn. Yep, the Lord of Sin. Let's Cinder. talk about Gwen, baby. <laughs> that was, that's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. I don't know. Okay, you are correct. Um, the uh, so one of um, you know, and it's a controversial boss fight. Not everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to you know go on the record. Um, here's what I'm on the record as saying. Um, I think this is one of the most elegant intersections of. You know, like, you know, there's a game versus art debate, mm-hmm. and there is one, you know, people who think that games are not art, but they contain art, mm-hmm. you know? And this is one of the most elegant examples, I think, of everything in the encounter feeding into a solid idea. So you get in here, the the way that the entire area is looked, it's very desolate. It's, there is still, you know, there are embers, so it's that kind of, like, twilight light. Um, the music is not epic and intense. You know, it's not everything. This entire time you've been fighting demons and hearing, you know, you know, the entire time. And it's this like very sad uh, piano music and that plays over it. And Gwyn is, you know, not entirely, but kind of a pushover. Yep. Like he is, he is a, a frail man. Like he looks like if you saw him in the office, you'd be like, you look like shit, man. <laughs> like, get some sleep, buddy. Yeah. Um, Everything about it, just, you know, mechanic, like the mechanics, the graphics, and the sound all work together to achieve something, which is not always the case. Specifically, I mean, we were just talking about it in Ash Lake, um, you know, in other areas, in most areas, in most video games, and especially not, or not especially, but including in this game, you know, it's not often that all the elements of what make this a medium work together to achieve a common goal. And uh, here's a really good example of it doing that. Yeah. The, 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 it's it's weird because the, the the more disappointing way would have required more effort from the developers, which is like the first flame has warped him and is like he's like he's like the ceaseless discharge but bigger and crazier, you know. Like, yeah. but this is just a dude. It's a humanoid. It, you know, yes, he's a giant, so he stands a little bit higher than you. But this mm-hmm. is the god of gods. This is you know, yeah, <laughs> like the the, the 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 analog of the Christian church worships this guy, and he is a crazy old bearded man he's like the crimson king you know yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like he's well, like the, right there and the whole game you've been being told you know a story by seeing desolation after it's already happened right and that includes this right you know we talked about how nobody's really at the peak of their power at the time you reach them and this is one of the biggest contrasts you've seen like arguably the most powerful guy in the universe and such a shit at this point yeah. you know you're seeing the story of his desolation through everything, through the music, the fight, and how he looks, and how the, the arena looks. Yeah, um, I really love it. Like I, and it's not, you know, like I said, it's controversial. I feel like some people wanted, you know, a bigger challenge at the end, or wanted uh, something with a bigger sense of scale. But I think, I think it is perfect. Yeah, all like, of the, I really love it. all of the complaints I've heard about the gameplay, um, uh, part part of it are that this is kind of like, do you know how to parry? If yes, you will win easily. If not, you will have a little bit harder time. 
Yeah, and they, they, the developers have been on the record as saying uh, they initially wanted this, they wanted to design an emboss that you could tackle, you know, regardless of your play style. Right. You had. So if you were like an archer or if you were using miracles, and that's only kind of true. Right. You know, if you haven't learned this one thing, um, he's much more difficult, um, even though possible, because the first fight I had with him, I did not parry him right. uh, at all. The, uh, but instead they went for something that, and I guess I don't know how I feel about him being being parryable as a thing, but it kind of makes sense. You're denying him his power. like, And that makes sense in the ending narratives where like you are, uh, especially in like, kind of the Darkstalker ending, where you are supplant in either case when you're supplanting them you need to be significantly more powerful than this person yeah um and you know the either serpent that's rooting for you thinks that you will be mm-hmm. well that's the entire reason that you're that that you're being brought there he is at the very end of his row yeah like, like the, the, the 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 flame is about to go out and that either means that uh in Fram's case uh you know we need we desperately need somebody who can be a successor to keep it alive um or in kath's case uh, we need, you know, this is the this is the time to take him out and squelch it entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if you believe that they are working across purposes, right? Um, which I mean, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. And that's still I, I've said many times during this that I don't have my grand unifying ending theory worked out. Yeah, that's that's still true. Mm-hmm. Um, I still see contradictory evidence. I've read a lot of really you know compelling things, but yeah. Um, the first time I fought him, if you, fighting him without parrying is really interesting because he's very aggressive. Yeah, like he is as aggressive as Manus or Artorius. Mm-hmm. He runs um, like, like like he. You walk in and like the first thing that he does is make a beeline for you. Yep, yep. And I've seen somebody one shot him, like parry that <laughs> jumping attack, and then one shot him, which is incredible. Um, but uh, he's really hard without, and you know, he does a lot of damage, and it's fire damage. So if you don't have a highly fire resistant shield, mm-hmm. he chips through an awful lot, um, which makes him, uh, you know, a real tricky fight if you're not pairing. If you're good at pairing, he's easy as peasy. And if you are good with pyromancy, he will dance if you do great combustion. <laughs> you can make him jump back and forth and just adjust your aim, and he just dances back and forth, right, left, right, left, and you just keep hitting him. You can kill him without him getting a shot off. <laughs> Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so then, you, you know, like you see, kill him. The, the fight is not too much, but in either case, you're left with this kind of choice at this point, and what mm-hmm. the game has been leading up to, which is, you know, do you, you know, regardless of what you, what do you think about the reasons why or the motivations behind the people who are who involved you in this, do you uh, kindle the first flame or not? Mm-hmm. And you know. By kindling, you just like walk up to this bonfire and sit down, and that enters in the next ending, which is you catching fire and then burning mm-hmm. for all eternity until yep. the next person comes after you. Um, yep. Or the dark soccer ending, which is you just walk away. You walk by yep. through the fog gate, and you are greeted by a uh, um, you know a legion of serpents who are cheering you as their new lord, and and, and pointedly including both Calf and Fram. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you talked to Kath before, he said, you know, that the Gwyn is an old man who is afraid of the dark and you are a human. And, uh, you know, the age of dark is the age of humans. Um, do not kindle a flame. Go kill him since he's, you know, keeping him alive and you will become the new dark lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fram says, you know, you need to kill him so you can kindle the flame. But they are working, uh, working together in that. So one of the billion dollar questions for the ending <laughs> is why if Frampt is working with Kath, which you you maybe he is, maybe he's not, why is he encouraging you to kindle the flame? Don't blame Go. me, I voted for Kodos. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean it's entirely it's entirely possible that Frant knew that, you know, he he'd have the back his back against the wall. So he's just kind of like, okay, you know, it's time to just play along. Um yep. that's kind of the the less satisfying answer. Um Right, he see yeah, he sees the the writing on the wall and decides to to cow to to Kath and the new Dark Lord. Yeah. Um I've read, you know, and a lot of things, so a lot of people's opinions of the ending, which one was the good ending? Um, and Vivian, I don't, I'm going to look in the notes real quick and see if she wrote in she this. Okay. Um, it's unfortunate. She has a really good, on the um, Something Awful board, she wrote a really good kind of treatise about how, you know, the more obvious ending is the Link the Fire ending. And everyone mm-hmm. thinks of it as like a fake, like a good ending. But then when you learn about Kath, you think that's the fake good ending because... Mm-hmm. It's just, but then the DLC comes out and yeah. you see like, oh, wait, this is what the dark is. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what happens when you surrender humanity. Um, I can see, you know, arguments. Or, and, she, and then she says, you know, actually kindling the first flame is the better, you know, the morally better ending mm-hmm. because you're, you're putting off this terrible thing. And I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth like she, uh, she said it better than I did. Um, is a morally better thing because it's not, you know, the abyss. Right. It's not the mutants of Elysial and everything. Mm-hmm. Before, um, before the DLC, I would have said that the Dark Lord ending was the was the proper one. Um, mm-hmm. But then, but but then, right, the DLC came out. Like the like the like the biggest question is like to, to to my mind, like what does this mean for the dark side? Because you were lied to about the dark side. Yeah, yeah, and that <laughs> and ends up that's a real MacGuffin. Yeah, like that. You know, you're not finding a cure. Right, it's just that, a or, fact yeah. of existence. Yeah, um, the. What's interesting too, so I I could buy even with the abyss, the idea that the Dark Lord ending is like, you know, a really invasive surgery to cut out a cancer. Right. Yeah, like this is something like a terrible thing, even as terrible as Elysial, that the world has to go through in order to have a new age. Mm-hmm. Like I can see Elysial as an extension of that. You know, we know that the abyss is nothing, but we don't know that nothing can come from it. Right. Like from nothing came the the flames. Like they, you know. The game talks about things coming from nothing. That's been established. Right. So it could be like a Big Bang style, you know, here is a new universe. Mm-hmm. I think that we just don't know what it is. Um, in my, like, thinking of the ending, though, like, I tend to factor in that new game plus. And I, I think about that idea of, like, when you lose purpose, you go hollow. Um, because regardless of which ending you choose, like, nothing makes a difference. Right. You know? And uh, at the risk of, like, sounding cool is. You know, it's like a cycle of samsara kind of thing, right? Like you are you are just toiling, you know, over and over and over, and your your actions don't have an impact. Right. You know, like you you do either or you get a very short, very like unsatisfying cutscene, and then immediately are plopped back right where you started mm-hmm. to work against the harder goal. And it n- never changes. You get to new game plus seven, it never gets harder. Right. And nothing has ever changed. To my mind, like you are, like it is a bleaker idea. Like you are trapped. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what things are, and the way that you win the game is to quit playing and yeah. give up. Like you, you don't win. You go hollow. Like you give up. That character ceases to exist because you're not playing him mm-hmm. or her, and that's that character is dead. The dark know, there sign, is no happy ending. The dark sign's a circle. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Like it is a never-ending loop. And the I tend to think of the ending in terms of those kind of like meta textual, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that you are participatory in it as opposed to it being a, a narrative that is being told to you. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with all of that. 
like just uh i was going to bring up the whole cycle thing at the risk of being ridiculed but i'm happy that you took that bullet for me <laughs> anytime you need let's come up with a code word if you ever need me to say something that you're too embarrassed to say I'll t- like, just text me and i'll, I'll just be like yeah and it reminds me of the cycle sam sorry wink and then, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's for nothing yeah yeah I mean, that, that's my thinking. And then if I'm taking it as writing on the wall, um, you know, neither, and this is going to play into, this is, we're playing the long con here. <laughs> this is going to play into how I feel about the ending of Demon Souls, mm-hmm. in which both, uh, nothing is good about either solution, really. <laughs> right. Like, we don't know what the Dark Souls solution is. Kindling the first flame, like, we've seen this world on the mm-hmm. way here where right. it is being kindled. Like, <laughs> we don't know what evidence there is that is a result. Like, some of the things are terrible are about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we know that all that stuff continues even if you can kindle it. Right. You know, like the demon ruins, like the bed of chaos, all that stuff happened regardless in an attempt to kindle it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what's the better, what's going to actually make for a better world. You know, so neither of them are good. So even if you take them as as stated. Right. You know, like kindling the first flame and having a, a longer age of fire, who is that good for? Right. You know, not the regular people, not the people of Light Town, not, you know... Um, not the people in the demon ruins, mm-hmm. like, you know, just, just bosses you've already fought like <laughs> asshole gods that are, not, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no good guys mm-hmm. except for uh Sigmar and Solaire. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of like the, 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 the more like speculation kind of stuff that I've, that, that I've heard, you know, the primordial serpents, primordial, you know, coming again from the Ash Lake, you know, pre, uh, you know, a fire world, you, you know, I could see that being, you know, them as, you know, either nascent, you know, young dragons or people who are kind of like of that same ilk wanting to take things back to kind of the stasis uh, that was there before fire, um, you know, came in and brought disparity. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that being the being the con that they the, the, that they play, which you know just kind of means that you're siding with Cthulhu if you put the, if you put the fire out, which is you know these you know this kind of unfathomable ancient uh, force for you know something that is unfathomable, which is you know the null, um, you know helping to usher that back in. Right. right, and there's nothing to say that that was a worse world or whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, aside from just it was completely inhospitable and lifeless and et cetera, et cetera. It's a little like God. It's a little bit like the Deus Ex ending, right? Kind of like yeah. the like the, yeah, the Dark Age ending where you're like mm-hmm. restarting things and then the uh, the yeah the ending that's like let's continue the same way things are while they're still fucked up. Yeah, you know, there's no Helios ending, right? <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. The interesting thing too about the Void is like. We see how it corrupts, uh, corrupts people, and we see kind of the effects of it. But there's no evidence that like things can't live in the void, you know, or that like it is a corrupting presence. It fucked up Artorias, mm-hmm. but the uh, you know there could be a new uh, like a new life that comes. I guess I've already said that yeah. more or less. But it's just interesting that there's no uh, you know things live in the void. It's not literal or the abyss rather. It's not literally a void. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. um, I, I know that I referenced the Crimson King earlier, but it's like Dark Tower, the Prim. Which is the uh, good God? <laughs> punch, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but punch me! No, it's it's the it's the space between between floors on the tower. It's the, it's like kind of the, uh, the 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 void between realities, 
um, where like all these monsters and kind of like civilizations live and kind of the, the, the long game. It's uh, God it's so similar, man. I would like to do like a, with somebody. <laughs> okay. I want you to read all like 4,000 pages of the dark tower, Gary. And then we're going to do a uh, comparative text reading of, done and done. Of, of the cosmology of, of dark souls and the cosmology of the dark tower. <laughs> Except, like, Dark Souls doesn't end with, like, Miyazaki popping out and being like, hey, I'm Miyazaki. I'm just, I, I don't think that's how the that stuff happened in Dark Tower. But. No, no. It, Stephen King does make an appearance. That it, it is less awful than it sounds. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those things like Lars and the Real Girl where, like, everyone tells me it's not very awful, but the pr- very premise of that is really obnoxious. Right. So it's like I want to believe that it's okay that Stephen King shows up in there or that Lars and the Real Girl is not – so you know, saccharinely, disgustingly precious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. man, you. <laughs> this will show up in the in the in the in the in the appendix, but you're you're really hung up on the dolls. Yeah, I was. Well, I, when it, I just saw that documentary, and then I was talking about uh, yeah. talking the, about people, and they're like, "Oh, like that movie." I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like that movie. I'll never watch because it's about yeah. a guy who's in love with a real girl, a real doll, and everyone accepts him." Mm-hmm. So. True. Yeah. So no, it's a. Uh, but but by the time you get to where that's introduced, you're you're so you're so ready for it. Like it's 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 already passed over uh, the point where it gets you know you know metatextual like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I digress. I'm just noticing that anybody who knows what I'm talking about, who has these du- the, the, these dual competencies or these these these, du- these dual comprehensions of both Dark Tower and Dark Souls, will uh, mm. um, will, will maybe appreciate it. Be- email me, contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of, and then so one of the things uh, and just as a, an idea, something they didn't do that I would have thought would be a badass is if you kindle the flame. It would be awesome in New Game Plus if you were the end boss. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Like, some of the goofier stuff are like, your character's Gwyn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense because you don't really have a beginning or an end, and he does have a beginning and a definite end. But yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Like, if it was if it was you fighting yourself as the person, you know, like, with the same right. equipment. as the set. build you made. Yeah, as the build. Like, that would just be, and that would just be hilarious. Like, you would yeah. give make yourself, like, really fucking... <laughs> Goofy builds, but, but it's like it's it's you maybe mm, like forty levels ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true too. Yeah, can we um, let's talk a little bit about New Game Plus? Yeah, because I I've, I talked about it a little bit, but I just want to throw it out there again since this is the place for it. So yeah. you just start over in yep. the game, and uh, you get to keep all of your equipment that isn't a key item or a Lord Soul, right? Um, and you get Gwyn Soul, which you can do things with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's the only, you can only do it in new game plus. So if you want the like Lord great soul or you want the uh, lightning bolt miracle, you can turn that into one of two souls that can be turned into a, a spell, which is again, something they lost from demon souls for the most part. Right. Um, and then you just go through the game with everything being tougher. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a numbers boost. Yeah. And that's why I'm not that into it. Yeah. You can like, also be grave lorded, which, you know, if grave lording worked, that'd be neat. But, I think it, I mean it does in New Game Plus. It just nobody really does it because the population is so much smaller. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't come up, but it can work. Um, yeah, it's a numbers game, and it's like, and I, I've said this a bunch of times, but like when I finish Dark Souls, I want to try like what can I do with a new dude? Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten about half. I've gotten two Ornstein and Smo with a new New Game Plus character. Um, my strength build, my second character, I did, and just like not that fun for me. Like yes, it's harder, and everyone hits harder, and they take more hits to kill. But I'm not really expanding into things. I'm not gaining new skills and abilities, and my equipment is already endgame equipment. 
You know, you're, you're just not making very many choices nor expanding in meaningful ways in New Game Plus. Right. Yeah, and so, so there are diminishing returns for any staff that you invest in, right? Generally, you want to hit about 40 and something and then be gone unless you're trying to do something really weird and specialty. Right. right. So, you know, as you go through, the only benefit to getting more levels beyond that is just to pump into additional stats. Um, yeah. And, you know, you just end up, end up making yourself like a jack of all trades character. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And that's, and, and, you know, you probably already have all the equipment and stuff. So, like, when you're playing it the first time, getting a new spell is a huge boost. You know, it's like really fun and you get this new verb mm-hmm. to fuck around with. And here you already have it. You just have to get your intelligence up to. Right. You know, whatever the the you know threshold is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's new new game plus. It's you know second verse, same as the same as the first. Yeah, disappointing to me. Yeah, like as a thing. I mean, it's added content mm-hmm. and it plays in thematically in a way I like. Yeah, but and, and, uh, and people do it like you know like new game plus fifteen soul level one naked fat yeah. roll. <laughs> I- impressive. Right, like naked fat fat roll is really hard. <laughs> the heaviest shield and the heaviest uh, um, yeah. weapon. But the uh, yeah, I've never leveled endurance. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's impressive to watch. Like, there's um, I've watched someone do new game plus seven soul level one dark souls and demon souls, mm-hmm. and it's really illustrative of the difference between the two games because demon souls you have to play like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like every room is like, how do I kill these things from a distance so they will not you know, get a chance to fight me. Whereas dark souls is more about competency. Like it's more like your reflexes can save you more right? in dark souls. And, and with that, those kind of stakes. Yeah. It's situational preparedness versus situational awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and that's and that's Dark Souls. That, yeah, I think so. I, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, it's a good game. I'd give it like an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably get a seven point nine mm. um, for fans of the genre. Yeah. So mm, we did. That's not true. With <laughs> um, being sarcastic, yeah. it's probably. I mean, I've, I've said it like I, you know, it probably my favorite game. Like you said, you know, best game in the last ten years. I think I probably. I think I agree with you. Yeah. This is and it, it takes some you know it is in part of a rotating small cast of like mm-hmm. possibilities for my favorite game. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Just to, you know, as I was going through and you know, I, I did all these areas here um, right before we recorded. It's kind of like where does this fall? And you know, it, how, how do you answer that question whenever somebody asks like, oh, what's your favorite game? You know, just like you know, yeah. any, anybody who likes any medium that 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 is the worst question to get because it's really you can't answer it. You you can't give a satisfying answer. What is your favorite favorite game right now? Uh, well, you know, well, what's I, my favorite game of this of this era? You I know? can't do it for games, but I can do it for movie and music, and I can do yeah. it for other mediums. Yeah, yeah, like there will be blood. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie, uh, music uh, is probably guided by voices. Or my favorite band. The um, but this is harder for me because I think that video games, because it is a new like the way you interact with things is a little bit wider than it is for music and movies there's a really important piece that's like the first game that did something for you is really important right like you know maybe more so like i'm more likely to like a game that engages me in a new way than i am like the first record i heard guitar on so like uh you know fallout is my default answer for favorite game 
And it was the first game I played that was like an Infinity Engine game where I felt like my choices mattered and I had like a lot of freedom to create my character after coming from a background of JRPGs where, you know, oftentimes your choices are more limited in how you build your guy. Um, you know, you're a blank, uh, you know, a blank slate with like a mission, but you actually say things in response. You get to control over how you interact with the world. Like that was rel- you know, uh, revelatory to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this game's similar to that, so it, yeah. it's it's hard to give it like an actual crowning place because, but it does something the same thing that the best games I've ever played do, mm-hmm. which is teach me you know a new thing that games can be. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard for me to think of you know it's. There are albums I really like that I think are really high quality, but thinking of like, this is an album that taught me a new thing that an album can be mm-hmm. is a little bit harder for me. And part of that's because it's a new medium, and part of it's because it's an interactive medium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, life changing game, though. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, no one listening to this is, <laughs> hasn't played it, but work harder to get your friends to play it because it's so, <laughs> like, it's just, like, so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an ethic that I would like to see replicated. Yeah. You know, and, and it's heartening that it's been so successful and that it's taken off, and that there are podcasts about it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. No, no it's it, it's heartening that, 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 that you know that this and Demon Souls, you, you know, um, it's it's kind of setting this high watermark for 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 a different ethic of uh, of game that I think we've you know seen. And it, <laughs> for the past like what four or five episodes, we've been like, tell us more like this, please. Um, yeah, yeah, and still, and still the same thing. And I think that we're just going to keep searching for that because uh, you know I haven't heard a satisfying answer really, and most of the answers I have heard come with tons of caveats. Yeah, um, you know there isn't really something like this, and that's that's should be celebrated in the way that I feel like we have, and and you know we do just through by our count and the time I spend you know talking to people like the like our fans, you know the community on the message board, engaging with people on YouTube all that like I feel like you know this is something worth celebrating and I think the community is really good because they're all picking up on that same unique wavelength mm-hmm. that this has you yeah. know it's not like the like the Sonic community <laughs> you know it's not it's not there's nothing bad about the Dark Souls I, I need to like, I need to talk to you about about the, about the Sonic images Gary. it's all it's all the strangest fan art thread okay. on something awful like they all come from the same place I'm not Damn. searching out Sonic it's just when they happen to be Sonic I put them on the watch out fireball Facebook did, I didn't need to know that that thread existed because now oh, it's, it's incredible so is that in PYF or is that yeah okay yep. it's incredible yeah. um, well worth your time uh, much like Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just postponing. Yeah, we're we're just kindling. Yeah, we're just kindling. Or, yeah. yeah. But- So, admin for our final uh, episode of the Dark Souls season. Uh, looking here, um, we're going to be doing Demon Souls next. We're going to talk more about that in the appendix. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, if you are interested in playing along and participating in that, now would be the time to go ahead and get started. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have kind of a weird order that we're going to be doing things in, um, and that it, it is in numer- numerological order. <laughs> It's it's weird because there's that game is more nonlinear than this game, right? And uh, we uh, needed a way to be able to talk about the lore, which is more scattered, mm-hmm. and you have to work harder for it to find what's there. Right. So uh, we're we're doing it in you know an area by area order, which we'll post 
um, at some point if you want to play along. Yeah. Um, I bought a PS3 for it. <laughs> Not telling you guys to, but uh, that's a, that's the you know, that's the game. I, I played two games on my or three games on my PS3. Yeah, and that's one of them. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's it, yeah, and I, I just beat it here recently. It is uh, it's super good. Um, it is more yep. of this kind of thing. Yep. Um, um, the way, and also the first episode of that's going to be me and Cole, and we're going to do kind of a primer the same way we did for this, mm-hmm. um, including um, like a like a lengthy or at least like a section that's like what's different, right? You know, what are the differences? Because I I can't be you know me and Cole are not the only people who went in opposite order, <laughs> you know, from Dark Souls to Demon Souls. I think right. a lot of people did because Dark Souls was such a big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be at least a little bit of a primer for uh, yeah. for what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's just kind of the usual stuff: ratings, reviews, subscriptions on iTunes, um, telling friends. Check out our other sh- our, our, our other shows. Uh, we do a podcast called Watch Out for Fireballs. Uh, next episode is going to be about Final Fantasy VII, uh, which I'm really really excited about. Um, currently working my way through that. This is the summer of gigantic RPGs for me: Demon Souls and then Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I need to get back on the. We bought ourselves all that time for Final Fantasy VII, and I've been busy moving. So I need to get back into that because it's a fucking long game. Yeah. Um, that's going to be it. Those are going to be logistical nightmares to pace Yeah. because there's so much content in that yeah. game. Um, yep. um, but we also do Abject Suffering. Tell them about Abject Suffering, Gary. Um, Abject Suffering is uh, Mia and Cole choosing, or you guys choosing a bad game that we play for a half hour and talk about for a half hour. Um, the next episode, uh, when this here comes out, will be about uh, Roadrunner for the SNES. Um, it is real fun. It is not structured in any way. So if you like the extra so material where it's me and Cole shooting the shit, this is closer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's NC-17. <laughs> we talk about eating pussies from time to time. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter, of course. Yeah, from time. Trading tips. Um, yeah. Tra- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> What if that is making it in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's a, that's a very good show. Um, you know, uh, Cole does a show with his brother called Those Damn Roskids. It's a comedy show uh, where they kind of structure around weird news stories. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. And for video game content, he does a show called uh, The Level mm-hmm. with some of his buddies, which is a audio magazine about video games. Um, you know, what you can play in news, reviews, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. And then Gary does a show with uh, with his friend and previous Bonfire Side Chat guest, Brayton Cameron, called The Pitch, uh, which is about solutions um, and yeah. tools and uh, quite, you know, quite frankly, just a better way of life. Yes. Listen to The Pitch. <laughs> I'm like incredibly proud of it and not yeah. very many people listen to it. And I think it's really, really funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and, and like the, like the, there's a good amount of like backlog, but it's not um, it's it's not insurmountable. And there is a uh, there, there's a through line, obviously. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a short show. I get 20 minutes on like these, you know, hour and a half long emails. Yes. Um, 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do, I'm wrapping up uh, reruns on my personal blog variety show thing, Dead Idea Bahala. Um, there will be an announcement soon about what's following up, what's coming up from that, mm-hmm. which is the answer is something. <laughs> so if you, if you like that show or if you like me, I'm going to be doing another kind of personal project that's, uh, you know, involves a lot of people from like the Duck Feed uh, kind of group and everything like that. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be tons of fun. Yeah. 
And then just, you know, as a matter of course, our, uh, you know, if you would like to support the network or the show uh, monetarily, go to duckfeed.tv slash chip jar. Use the Amazon link. Uh, people have been rocking that out, and that helps cover, you know, the, the, the cost of doing the shows, uh, which mm-hmm. is in the hundreds. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're uh, th- th- that helps us. Uh, th- it definitely does. Um, one thing you can do. Uh, also to help us and help yourself is go to uh, spookyskeletonpicks.com yeah most of all we should have led with that yeah that's probably we should probably make a bumper at the beginning of the (laughs) podcast like this podcast is brought to you by audible.com and (laughs) spookyskeletonpicks.tumblr.com go to (laughs) spookyskeletonpicks.tumblr.com for for free trial of their awesome service Um, but yeah I was I keep saying it but true story I was unsatisfied with skeleton aggregation (laughs) on the internet and decided that it was my duty to do it better yep and uh, And there are some real winners up there right now and better you did (laughs) yeah my uh, the, my former boss's boss was at this baby shower. I was at today at work, and could not like she was you know she's baby crazy the way we all are at work, and would not get over the fact that there's a gif of a skeleton slapping a baby <laughs> yeah. on there, and she was like really unhappy about it. She's like, how can you put that on the internet? Did you make that? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I didn't make it. <laughs> this is fucking all... spooky though, right? <laughs> well, like, what if what if a skeleton picked your baby up by the head and just started wailing on it? Yeah, well, I told her, I consoled her by saying it was the baby from Allie McBeal. <laughs> so, like, you wanted to get slapped. That shows I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get the reference. You okay. Yeah. 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 You know. um, but, yeah, check that out. Yeah, do that. But in the meantime, um, we, as always, recommend that you praise the sun. Praise the sun. And touch the demon inside. Yep. So the world might be mended. Mbasa. Mm-hmm. Avoid the Noid. <laughs> <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon. <laughs>